Here we are. Hello, everyone. Thank you for tuning in. Tuning in. Could be. That's a radio term. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what's going on? How are you? I'm good, man. Season starting up this weekend. Yeah, I'm excited. excited for it. You're excited. Had some two preseason games I watched last weekend, and then Friday the boys start. Yeah. yeah I was I was saying to one of our so we have a guy that trains here that's uh, in the process of becoming an NHL referee which yeah. is cool. Yeah. And we were talking yesterday when he was here and I was saying it's hard to keep it's it's hard to stay on top of all the guys because now we have guys in every league basically. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll have OHL NCAA and then we have BC, AJHL, MJHL, OJHL, GOJHL. Um what else? U Sports, USHL. Um yeah, USHL, NAL. N- NHL. Yeah, it's like I'm trying to keep tabs on like all the <laughs> scores and all the yeah. everything. So I gotta, I have to go up like 15 different websites to check scores and yeah. stuff. And um, but it's great, man. It's cool. I was saying it's it's crazy how uh how many leagues there are that I was just unaware of. I was saying this when we were talking uh, yesterday with one of the dads that was here. Yeah. I was just like, man, like I remember, I vividly remember, like on the phone turning down offers to go to the bchl because i didn't know yeah. anything about it i was like yeah. that's like far yeah right and now you got guys you got guys flying all over the place to play yeah and you can get opportunities from from anywhere which is kind of interesting yeah. you know and they're all pretty good leagues yeah seriously as long as you play well yeah right uh i'm i'm ready to hop right in here unless you have anything you'd like to open with i don't really when you say I don't really, no, I don't really. I don't. I, I'm all talked out. Okay, that's good. It's funny because like on the weekends we went to a couple of hockey games, and I like to just watch a hockey game, but it seems like people think that I'd like to talk to them too. Yeah, yeah. So it's a social it me out. Like so, I like my alone time, mm-hmm. and I don't have any. Th- I have thoughts, but uh, yeah, one yeah. of my thoughts is I got to change a uh, tap. Got a leaky faucet in the bathtub. Oh so yeah, that's all my that's mind. A thought. Oh, that's this a is thought. a big thought. This is like rocket science to me oh i know Let's see with the hammer so, yeah. see what my brother-in-law is doing cool yeah yeah <laughs> that's right that's right um cool well uh thanks again to everybody that's joining as uh as members to support the podcast because we are um in some a transition time so um we just appreciate that the support that you guys give us if you have any uh any questions for members and you guys want to reach out about any of that that's one of the options we have console calls we have the videos that you've done which are uh quite nice and uh Best thing for for me on those is just we get to interact with you guys personally and, and answer your questions personally, uh, because it's hard to give advice when we're we don't know you guys or know your situation. So if you want to become a member and kind of support what we're doing here, then you can do that on the website. I have the link in the bio and descriptions of our videos, so you guys can check that out there. And uh, I think that's all. Hey guys, my name is David. For the last roughly year or so, I've been a member of the PowerTech podcast, and I've trusted. Eric and Andy to help me as a hockey dad, raising my kids and trying to figure out the answers. I don't have all the answers and it's a great source of information and it's an area where I feel comfortable leaning on to help me make better decisions. With that said, one thing I do know about is supplements. I find it's hard to navigate the whole supplement world and make sure that you're using products that work, that are effective and again are science research based. Blue Star products, incredible brand, the products are based on research, science, the products work, trademark patent ingredients, and you can find all of the research just by scanning QR codes that are right on the back of the product. Thank you to Eric and Andy 
for their podcast. I think it's amazing and definitely give Blue Star Products a try. I'm going to start on the, on the topic today. So, so I'm going to be doing a lot of yapping because today we're going to be talking about nutrition. And I found on Google that this is one of the most searched topics when you uh, look for like youth development. Is youth development nutrition, youth development like meals, youth development, like meal planning, like learning about that stuff. Yeah, it's one of the most searched topics, which I find pretty interesting. Um, I'm going to tell a quick little story about why I want to do this today. I mentioned in the last episode, I think, or two episodes ago, how when we talk about uh, anything hockey-related or training-related or any topic, but for us it's it's hockey-related usually, how you need to be uh, careful with terms you use because you can assume that kids understand the terms that you're using, but they might not. So uh, when I, I kind of have realized this or re-realized this over the last several weeks because I now have a couple of young groups again after getting out of the off season. And when I'm explaining things to them, I take for granted sometimes that they have a, a little bit of an understanding of certain things and they really don't. And one of the things that I, I revisited again just this past Monday, we were talking about um, different macronutrients, which we're going to touch on today. And certain things that I took as a given, like they just know what these things are, they didn't know. And that was from kids as young as grade five all the way up to my high school kids that were grade 10, 11. And I would have expected for the older kids that maybe they have heard some of these terms or they know some of the stuff and they didn't. On top of that, while I'm giving my little talks, I'll have adults that walk by. These are teachers. And they'll stop and listen for like 10 minutes. And, and it's amazing, like the attention that I get from the kids and from the adults because it's just something that's so relatable for everyone because everybody's got to eat man everybody's got to and everybody wants to feel good about what they're about what they're eating it seems like a general theme like most people care a little bit about uh at or, least the people that we interact with or if you're yeah, okay outside of people that we interact with or people are looking at the sh- uh, shortcut to get this done or uh you know two months to this all that stuff so people are interested in nutrition maybe not interested in following it or they are looking at it. Right. I had a conversation yesterday with a good buddy of mine who listens to the podcast and he's going to be 50 in a couple months. And he goes, man, it's hard. Like he goes, it's hard to keep it off right now. And I go, well, you're getting older and stuff, but he goes like, it's hard to keep the belly down. And it's, he's not fat in any way, but he's noticing it for himself. And there you go. There's a guy that's, you know, if I, if you give him a nugget, he probably will go nuts on it. And this is a fit person. So everyone's looking for it. It's the give a shit meter that, that, um, that makes a difference. I think at that point. Yeah. And that is like precisely what I noticed. There seems to be just an interest for it and at all levels, young to old, everybody is something that they care about. So, um, so that's kind of my little inspiration for the episode today. We haven't done a nutrition episode in a while, but I think it's uh, it's important because you know we take for granted a lot of things that people, you know, as coaches, we it's hard to know. Like I say this all the time about you and me. We'll be talking about stuff and be like, how do people not know this? And it's like it's not their world, man. It's not their world. So it's understandable when you take a second to think about. Yeah, you have a job, you have two kids, you have all this stuff going on in your life. You don't have time to also know this other thing. Well. You know? As as are people that said, "What are you? Cha- you're changing, adapting, a big deal." Yeah, it's not my world. Exactly. So this is the nutrition to me. Yeah. So so, I want to start kind of going through some of the stuff, and I'm going super super basic here. I'm going to go back to just starting terms because 
one thing again that I noticed, I mentioned this last episode is when we talk about definitions of things, people don't know what the definitions of words are, even if they kind of know what it means. So I'm going to give a few examples of that before we start getting into like a little bit more nitty gritty. But um, before, the, before we do that, the problem that I have when I'm speaking a lot is that I don't want to come across like I'm insensitive to what parents are able to do with the time that they have or uh, what they can afford to do or uh, things that maybe re require a little bit more time that they just don't have because they have kids they're running around and, and all that. I don't want to be insensitive to that because I don't have kids and people that listen know I don't have kids. So I can't really put myself in that, in that position because I haven't experienced what that's like. And I think there's something to experiencing what that's like before I start preaching nutrition stuff. So before we do that, I want you to kind of frame out for me, uh, similar to what we've talked about in past episodes, just as a, as a dad, more than anything, what your philosophy was when it came to things like nutrition for your kid, because you had, you had not just kid, you had three kids that you were looking after and how you kind of balanced, you know, making, making good choices, making the right choice, but not going crazy overboard because I want to have that balance where I'm not saying you have to be a Bible thumper about nutrition. I want it to be something where it's reasonable and you can make it work within your own frame, whatever is good for your family, your budget, those kinds of things. So maybe lay out a little bit about what you think of that. Yeah. Well, before I, I put, I put four things that I feel are important, but before, before I go there, as to your point, it's very important that you said that because it's very easy for people to make more excuses than a pregnant nun on why you can't eat healthy because that's, that's a go-to thing for people, right? Yeah, but is is the typical excuse. You, you, I can work out every day because I own a gym. That's right. If it's easy for me. That's what people say. It's not so easy because it's. You know, I walk into work, as do you. So, what do you do? You you do it, and then you do the rest of your day. Yeah. So wait, sorry. Can I cut you off for just a yeah, second? Do you think that it's more? Because the nutrition thing can be tough, but but to me, from my perspective, and this could be just, again, a disconnect because I'm not a parent, but I feel that people just, they don't have an understanding of some of these basic things, and that is what makes it difficult. It's not the fact that it's difficult. Does that make, does uh, that make sense? I, I think, I think um, being a dad for 20-some years and being married for 20-some years and having a business and my wife working, I think is both. Yes, it, it's both. But, but, but what I mean by that is you can be lazy or it's just easier to order pizza sometimes. Um, and then the lack of information would definitely, um, it, that definitely plays a role in a lot of people. For for example, which I'll go into in a bit is, um, are chicken nuggets good? It's chicken. Well, in the real world of like, if you're trying to optimize nutrition, it's not that it's not healthy for you. If you took a chicken and chopped it up, that's chicken. So it's, but you're right. There's lack of, lack of uh, knowledge. Sorry. Do you think it's more, my, my point is not that it's one or the other. It's that I, do, I just, I don't think nutrition stuff is any more difficult than any other change that you'd be trying to make. So like if, if for example, they, as a family, you decided, okay, we're not going to use plastic anymore because plastic's bad for the environment if you think that, right? So making that change, like making good nutrition choices to me would be no more difficult than making that kind of change, right? You need to, you need to gain some knowledge about what can we use as an alternative to plastic 
in order to make that change as a family. When it comes to nutrition, I, I don't see it as much different, but I feel like the barrier to it can be a lot more or presented as a lot more challenging when I talk to parents and talk to people. And I think it's a little bit more because they just kind of don't want to, as opposed that's, to, that's what I'm saying. You know? it's, it's mostly more excuses in a pregnant nun, right? Yeah. I, 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 I'd, I'd be, I'd have a six pack, but I do I have to give up beer. That's like go-to, right? Yeah, but I like this. Well, can I still have that? It's like you already set yourself up for for failure. Um, even though it's not failure, but you already make excuses. And if you don't make a decision, and we'll go into it more, like because it doesn't have to mean, it doesn't mean that everything changes. It's just making, like we talked about it before, lower hanging fruit, start with that and get going. Um, but But to your point though, is there's a lot of people that, the terminology what is protein what's good for you like a lot of people don't understand that um let's say we're having burgers a burger can be a very healthy thing and i'm saying including the bun it could be a healthy thing if you take actual hamburger and maybe instead of high fat you know you go with the lean you could add you could stuff it with mushrooms and like grind it up mushrooms and stuff like that put veggies into it grill it and you have just a good quality protein with veggies in it as opposed to taking it out of you know you buy frozen burgers and put it, that's a whole different burger that's not the same so i think a lot of people don't know the difference between that what goes in it uh basic things like how much water uh and all that kind of stuff so i think people don't just don't know a lot of the times and then the other side of it is is the excuses i don't have time uh, and there's uh, there's a lot of ways to make it easy. So yeah. Anyways. So there's the excuse part can definitely be a thing, but but I'm I mean I'm giving both doing the both sides thing again, right? Like there's excuses, but then there are some things that you you need to be sensitive to, obviously. So so for you then back to your question as as dad kind of lay out kind of what your framework was with balancing all these things as a parent. Yeah. So first first of all, very very fortunate myself that um, before I met Christine, I cooked my most of my meals. And I was uh, I'm a health nut. I was a health nut. I met Christine, and she grew up in a family um, of, you know, a lineage of farmers. So the home cooking has always been something that they've always done, and she's very good at it and somewhat enjoys it. So it's actually a way that we can spend time together. And then we look at it like, you know, we want to feed the kids properly and ourselves. I mean, I don't want to walk around looking like. Uh, like shit, right? I want to look like melted candle. Yeah, I don't want to. Be, yeah, I don't want to be. I don't want to be built like a melted wax candle. Um, and 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 outside of the performance and stuff, because I work out and I had to stay in shape and stuff like that for my job and for hockey and it's part of my life. It just made more sense to me, and I feel better. And then I wanted my kids to do the same thing, but it wasn't even like we taught it that much in the beginning. It was just that was presented. Having said that, I'm going. I'm going to tell you how we did it. Okay, and and. And again, for people listening, um, I'm not perfect at all, um, and I'm not preaching. It's just what I did with my family. True story here. Okay. All right. So first, first thing I did, I, I put down here is as we cooked most of our meals at home. So the first heading I would say, if we want to call it that, is cook meals at home and using whole foods, not processed fruit foods most of the time yes have we had chicken nuggets because you know here you go kids it's quick put it in the oven yes we have done that but not very often we've we've cooked meals at home uh with healthy foods and healthy doesn't mean like 
<laughs> you know, like it's a perfect meal. I'm just, I'm just talking about if we had meat, it was actually meat. If it was chicken, it was chicken. It wasn't chicken nuggets. It wasn't um, chicken burgers and, and like like the stuff that has all the salt. Yeah, and we'll all talk the, more about yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, and then, and that's most of the time. So I would say in our family, that would be 90% more, probably more. So we knew, so when the kids had something to eat, even if it was like, I don't consider this healthy, but it can be, uh, like spaghetti, right? So you got the, like, the pasta is not the most healthiest thing, but it's, it's, it's okay. You know, it's, it, we had that once in a while, but it was like, are we make sauce from scratch? And a lot of people would think that, um, making a sauce, sauce from scratch is hard. It's like, it takes zero time. Like all this stuff takes no time. So that would be my first thing. So what is, what are, uh, um, what am I talking about for foods? It's like meat, veggies, fruit, eggs, lots of water. That's, that's the crux of, uh, of, of our eating for the most part, fruits, vegetables, meat, and eggs, uh, too many meals are eaten outside. So like, and it would be very, very easy, especially with three kids running around, right? Be very, very easy to just go to McDonald's on the road or wherever people go all the time. And I, when we're on the road, we do, we do, like we do, um, but we're like we're a little bit more choosy most of the time, and we don't have to have three meals out and all that kind of stuff. So, um, but but the problem with eating out all the time or eating processed food is you, you might not know what it is. I remember going out and like a couple times going to this place is really good salad. After I had the salad, I'd be like, I am so full. Like, I felt like shit. It's a salad with, like, I mean, a little bit of chicken on it and stuff. Then you think, it's like, oh, well, what oil are they using? Are they using the proper oil? And you know the answer, the cheap one, right? Um, and then food that are, everything that's wrapped, like, if it comes in a wrapping, it's like, it's not real food. It's processed. So you try to stay away with that as much as you can. And if you go to a restaurant, even though you might think it's a healthy meal, you just don't know what they put on it. So that's that's a big thing to me. So eat at eat at home, cook meals at home as best as you can, and use real food. Okay. The second thing I would say, if I, if there's a heading, is have conversations about food because you're raising your kids, and it's no different than when you're teaching fitness, when you're teaching hockey drill or anything like that. If you just say eat this and shut up, which that's old school. Of course, you're getting resistance. Why? Why? I don't like it. That's what you get most of the time. So we have conversations. It's like, why are we eating this? And we listen, when we have these conversations, we don't sit at the table. It's not like a prayer yeah. <laughs> where we go through all the reasons why we're eating and yeah. what we're eating. But it's yeah. like, why are you eating this? Uh, I just put a couple things on. What are we eating? Um, why do we eat it? What function does it provide? Um, meaning, if you're eating, like, what what is that? What's the chicken? What what are the food groups? It's protein, is it, right? It's a, it's a protein. If you want, if you're eating the veggies, like, what is that? What's a carb? And understand what their role is. So a conversation just simply means, why do you want to have lots of protein, uh, Eric? Uh, I don't know, Dad. It's like okay, so that's the first lesson, right? But protein is what keeps you muscle. It gives you muscle. So if you want to have muscles, got to eat your protein. That might be a reason why the kid wants to eat protein. Right. And if you explain carbohydrates, like you'll have more energy, it gives you the fuel for your game. It's like, oh, okay, now I not need, might need to eat this and veggies because of the fiber and the energy and the vitamins. Blah, 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 blah. So having conversations is a, is a big thing. And then talk about water. So as soon as your water levels go down or you dehydrate, dehydrate a little bit, 
your brain function goes, everything just doesn't work properly. So that's really important to talk about those things, right? So understand having conversations about food. I think the third part is parents be the example. So, that's a tough one. Yeah. For sure. Well, yeah, but it's, you know, I've always said this. I can't, I can, as a dad, you could say to your kid, work hard, do this, do that. You're not working hard enough. You're not pushing it. But if he sees that I work a nine to five job and come home and do nothing and sit on the couch and have no motivation to do anything else, he's looking at, that's my example right there, sitting on the couch, right? So it's hard for someone that doesn't have motivation or they're not driven in doing something, making themselves better in some way for someone to listen to them because you're the example. So I think the kids will be more likely most of the time to engage or try things or accept that this is how we eat because mom and dad do, right? So if you put it in, pers- if you put it in perspective, if dad is not a motivated person, and I'm just using this, you know, I know some people get all bent out of shape, but if, if, you, if you're not in, just in general life, not overly motivated, and then you come home and you don't pay attention whatsoever to your, you know, you're putting any sauce and any shit on your, whatever you're eating. And, you know, you look like, I don't know what you look like, but you, you, you're eating just to eat and there's no, there's nothing there. Like how could the kid learn? Right. Whereas if you have, you put, to, you tuck in your shirt once in a while or, you know, comb your hair, you look like you put yourself together a little bit and you do things. And then you, when you eat, it's like, uh, oh, we need, you know, you you're making decent choices. There's a good chance. And if you're eating the vegetable, your kid might be able to eat the, eat the vegetable, right? You don't have to be pushy, pushy, pushy. Suggest it, try it, you know, throw it out there. And there's a good chance that they taste it, they might like it. No, you actually can't be pushy. If you're no, pushy, you'll no, lose. It's right? not going to happen. Yeah. yeah. And then the fourth thing is the all or nothing attitude won't work, right? So when you're, when you're choosing to do this, just like um, someone that's heavily into fitness and, and nutrition, you have to be prepared to fail. So, so if you say we're going to eat healthy as a family, that doesn't mean like everything all the time because you have to have a wiggle room. You will fail, promise you that, uh, especially when you have stress or you have, you know, things get busy. You are going to fail, but that's not the end of the world. Um, don't be too rigid. It's okay. Make sure that you have a night or um, a weekend where it's like, yeah, you're going to have your pizza. We're going to have our chicken nuggets, whatever, we're going to go out and, you know, eat whatever you want, to, you know, whatever, whatever that looks like. And then you can, you can still enjoy life. Not like you can't enjoy life without good food, but uh, the, I think the most important thing is to start and just do your best. Yeah. Especially you during know? that transition time, yeah. right? You have to have some tolerance. Definitely. Um, that's good. I think like the two, the two things I think that I'm pulling out of the, those points that you made. The first is more or less, it comes down to the environment, as we always say. In anything, it's your environment's going to win. What do you have around? And when it comes to food, it's no different, right? What, what's around? What are they snacking on? What kind of things are prepared? What kind of things are ready? What kind of things can they have quick? What kind of things do you eat? You know, the, whatever's available, that is what they're going to start defaulting to, you know? So if you start thinking of it that way, that's one. And the other thing you were talking about is just kind of like adopting that openness to learning about it openness to being wrong because it can be a real source of insecurity like food food stuff you know say that again it, I, I just i just missed it i was it I was can be thinking of another thing too it can be a really big source of insecurity like food things you know people can be insecure about how they eat like when they eat the things they eat how they look when they eat 
if they're not happy with how their body is, they can be self-conscious about how they eat. So it can be a real touchy subject for a lot of people and adopting that, a willingness to learn just like anything else. Like if you have too much pride or you're, you're not, you're not approaching it with any humility, it can be really difficult, right? Especially because of this particular topic, it can be hard, you know, and, and adopting that willingness to learn about it, even as parents, like you might be 55 years old and like, you need to have the humility to be like, I literally don't know anything about food and maybe I should start learning something about Absolutely. it, you know? And that's Absolutely. how you can start to translate that message to your kids, right? Start trying to clean it up. Um, and then the other thing too, is just, uh, we've talked about the concept of like eating for mouth pleasure. Like this is a big, a big, big problem. Like this is something that, um, people do not really understand. Maybe someone, no one has ever framed it this way for them, but if you eat for maximum mouth pleasure, then you're not eating for maximum performance. You're not going to be optimizing your performance because a lot of times the things that taste the best oftentimes come with a lot of feeling poorly afterwards. Not all the time, but a lot of the time. So if uh, you have a choice between something that tastes the best or something that feels the best to eat, you're looking at very different foods on average, right? So that's an important concept to start to, to deal with too. It's like we're not eating to be in the maximum pleasure state in the moment of eating all the time. That's not yeah, the point. Say, we're especially talking about athletes. Yeah, oh, yeah, for yeah, sure. That's, right? that's especially true. Like, like but when it, you become a even deciding to be a pro or deciding to move on, it's it's not about eating, like having a slice of pizza and dipping it in ranch dressing. That's not your best choice. No. But but you know, but even if we step outside of athlete too, like just if you have to get up and go to work in the morning Trust me, and you eat you eat at nine PM and you're having a bunch of garbage, like your sleep sucks. You wake up and have to go to work and hate your hate your day because you don't feel good. You know? You didn't sleep well. And a lot of that has to do with the food choices you're making, right? But anyways, my point point being, teaching that as a philosophy, it's like we don't eat for mouth pleasure. Sometimes we, we do, but the point of eating is to feel good. That is actually the point and perform well in whatever you're doing. That's the point of eating. It's not to be 100% satisfied with how it feels in your mouth, right? That's not the point. So I think that's a, a really big philosophy thing too. Yeah. So I've got one more thing yeah, go. before. Um, it's a trend that I don't like. Um, so here in Canada... There's a place called Tim Hortons. This is a coffee shop. Um, I don't know how much money I spend in a month there. Um, I don't want to figure it out. And I don't want to know what kids spend there. So it would be like Starbucks in the States. This is huge. Dunkin' Donuts in the States uh, and McDonald's. Kids go to school these days. And I've seen this, a lineup before school, at lunch and after school. A lineup out the door around the not necessarily around the building but out the door and to outside and the first meal of many 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 kids day is one of these frappa crappuccinos or you know lattes and iced coffees with all the sugars and the sweets and maybe they get a bagel maybe they get whatever that's not good and it's not good not just for like for, for a lot of reasons it's not good it's number one the nutrition is horrible you're setting up horrible, horrible habits because once you start drinking, it's like, why do you think people decide that they're just going to smoke for the rest of their lives? No, they had one. One, it means two. Once you have one or two, then it means I can, you know, I've had one, I have another one. All of a sudden, that's how people start smoking, right? So all of a sudden, a kid can't get out of bed without having a $5 coffee, which is the next problem. It's, it's crazy expensive. So, I, you know, kids spending... 
paychecks at Tim Hortons or McDonald's. It, it doesn't make any sense. So anyways, that's a trend that if you can start with that with your kids, that would be great. Like those are just habits, right? Well, it's that preparation thing too, yep. right? Just being prepared yep. with what you're eating. So stuff. I digress now. Yeah, yeah, that's okay. I, I want to talk about some of these just like base. I'm going to start with just like basic terms that we talk about because this was the thing I noticed with talking to these kids is that I would say a word like we've, we're throwing a, around a word like healthy or like whole food or like something that's good for you or whatever. And people don't know how to define these things. So like I want people, if you listen, I'm going to start on the, on the word healthy, right? So if I, if I ask, cause I did this with the class the other day, ask, okay, how many of you guys know what the word healthy means? Okay. Now people listening, when I ask that question, you can do the self experiment. Do you know what the word healthy means? Like, how would you define it? If you had to explain to me what healthy means, what does it mean? Right. So everybody puts their hand up that they know what it means. And people kind of get in terms of eating. Yeah. In terms of eating, what is healthy for you? Right. What is healthy to consume? And, and everybody kind of has an idea of sort of what it means, but people cannot explain it. So I did that experiment. What does healthy mean? Everybody, or does, do you know what healthy means? Everybody puts their hand up and they say, explain what healthy means. And I get things like something that's good for you. I'm like, okay, well, what is good for you? Like, what does good for you mean? Right. And then they'll say something like, well, vegetables. It's like, okay, that, that's an example of something that could be good for you. But what is good for you mean? How can I tell whether or not something is healthy? What is the metric? And for a lot of people, even just listening to that right now, you might be like, oh, wow, like I actually don't really know how to explain what that word means. Because most of the people that I've asked, adults included, cannot explain that word to me, right? So this is how I started my first nutrition talk with these guys is what makes something healthy, right? And sometimes they'll say something like, well, it's not processed. There's another term, processed, right? Where you might not even know what the word processed means. And I'll get to that one after. So if we start with healthy, the way that I define it, this is the definition that I give them, is something that is nutrient dense. So for every calorie, which there's another word, for every calorie that you eat, are there a lot of nutrients in that calorie or are there not? Right? And nutrients, there's another term. Do we know what nutrient means? Which most of these kids don't even know what that means parents listening right now, what does the term nutrient mean? Do you know what that means? Right? So I started with that. What is healthy? And I give them the definition of something that's nutrient dense. Then we go to nutrient dense. What does that mean? Right? So something that's nutrient dense, the way that I define it, if you look it up in the dictionary, it could be different. But for me, for the purposes of how we talk about it, nutrient and nutrient is just something our body needs to, needs to perform what needs to perform well. That's how I define it. Something our body needs to perform well. So if something that's nutrient dense, that means it has a lot of that, has a lot of nutrients in it. Okay. So those are two huge terms just to start that people don't really know what they mean. So hopefully that's helpful in helping you understand what that means. So now if I ask the question, maybe you can answer this one. What would, what do you think? I want you to say, what do you think the normal person would say? And then you can give like what you think if you want to. If I ask, this is the next question I gave them is what is more healthy, a piece of chicken or a salad? What's more healthy? What, most what would most would people say? say? Most people would probably say the salad. Right. Absolutely. And that was exactly what happened. So I did, I surveyed the class. What's more healthy, piece of chicken or a salad? I'm like, okay, well, the actual term or the actual answer, as we say with most, most things is it depends, right? Because if we have a chicken nugget, like your example versus piece of grilled chicken off the barbecue, that's two very different things. If I have the salad that I made at home with fresh veggies, oil, vinegar dressing versus I get the Caesar salad with all the shit from the restaurant or from the grocery store down the street, that's a whole different salad, right? So you could have a piece of grilled chicken could be healthier than a salad, right? A salad could be healthier than a piece of chicken. It just depends on what exactly we have in 
the item? That's the que- that's the question, right? It also depends on what source of nutrients do you need? If you just eat Absolutely. solid, then you probably get pretty slim. Exactly. But you 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 know you won't have you won't have a muscle. And, that, and that's the next question, right? It's like, what do you actually need? Mm-hmm. What nutrients do you actually need, right? So, and that could be macronutrient or micronutrient, right? Either way. So the next thing that I gave them, well, let's go to this first, is the same thing with uh, whole food. People have heard that term, whole food, right? And so whole food is just something that is as close to its original state as possible, right? So a piece of chicken is a piece of chicken. It wasn't anything before that. A strawberry is a strawberry, nothing before that. That's whole food. As soon as we start adding things together, now we're not talking about whole foods as much anymore, you know. And there's obviously some exceptions. Like if I add some spices to a piece of chicken, that's not. It's not. That doesn't mean it's not a whole food anymore necessarily, right? But there's so there's some exceptions. But in general, that's kind of the rule of thumb. So the next one that this is a this is a tricky one too is something that's processed because processed is always negative when people talk about negative. There's it's always something that is processed is going to be something that's not good for me. So I gave them an example. I said, okay, if I have uh, some kind of bowl of fruit, let's say berries of some sort, that's whole food. That Everyone would agree that this is good for me, this bowl of, uh, of berries or whatever. Yeah, sure. Okay. Now, if I put it in a blender and I blend it up, is it worse for me now that I've processed it? Because I've processed it, right? I blended it up and then everyone's like confused and they don't know how to answer it because they had never thought of that as being processed, you know? So... If you mix things together, you are processing the food. You are doing that. But typically what we're talking about when we say processed is things that have multiple things added to it, whether it's preservatives or whatever, things that are frozen, things that are in a box. Processed is just like our, our blanket term for that. But processed doesn't necessarily have to be a negative thing, right? If I, make a, if I make a shake of some sort, that's processed. That doesn't mean it's necessarily bad, right? So that, that's kind of just like a few of the things that I've noticed in talking to people about these like key terms where you take for granted that people know them, but they actually don't know what they mean. So I'm hoping that kind of helps to clarify some of this stuff, right? So the next thing that I did with these guys is um, I gave them an example um, because I asked the question, how can we judge if something's healthy? Like, what do we do? Like, what are our metrics? Like, how do we know if something's healthy, right? So the things that I always look at are like the volume of food. How much food is it? How many calories is in that volume of food? And then what are the nutrients in that thing, right? Those are my three categories. So relative to each other, how that's how I would judge whether or not something is healthy, those three metrics, okay? So for example, if I the example that I used with them, I'll use it again here, is if I go from a strawberry to a strawberry cake, right? Some kind of strawberry cake. So I take my bowl of strawberries that has a certain amount of nutrients, certain amount of calories, certain amount of volume, okay? We all agree that, okay, that's that's kind of healthy, sure. In order to get the strawberries to a strawberry cake, what do I have to do? I have to add things to it. So now my volume is increasing. Now are the things that I'm adding to it adding nutrients or are they void of nutrients? That's kind of the question there. And typically the types of things you're adding to a cake are going to be things that don't have a lot of nutrients in them, right? Typically, right? You can make a healthy version of a cake, but just you, you, get, the, you get the example, right? So I'm increasing the volume. I'm increasing the calories. But my nutrients for those things that I'm adding is actually going down, right? So the nutrients that I'm adding to this thing now make it worse than it was originally when it was just strawberries. Conversely, if I turn that bowl of strawberries into a shake of some sort, 
So let's say I take the strawberries, I have to add things to it. Let's say I add a scoop of protein powder. Let's say I add other fruits to it. Now my volume's increasing, my calories are increasing, but my nutrients are also increasing. And I'm getting more nutrients than we're just in the strawberry. So I just went to two different processed foods, but one is better, one is worse, even though they're both processed, even though they're both more calories, even though they're both more volume, right? So that's the idea of turning something from, from like its original whole food state to processed on both ends and how you can kind of gauge, is this better or worse? Now you can do that with anything. You can do that with a salad, right? You can do that with a piece of chicken. Turn the piece of chicken into a chicken parm, right? Now we can make, have that same conversation, right? Is it getting better or worse by what I'm doing to it? Same thing with the salad. If I add the cheese, I add the bacon bits, I add the sauce, I add whatever. Is this making it the croutons? Is this making it better or worse? And that's kind of how I can judge whether or not something healthy. Is that all make sense? That makes total sense. I went on a tear with like the definitions there, but I want, those yeah. are kind of the, the big things that I see as. No, but, as that, being but, a but it's, it's actually very good. It's a very good point. Like that, uh, I think, I don't even think, um, I don't think less of anyone for not understanding it because, you know, chicken, good. Chicken Parmesan, it's got to be good if, until you start really looking at it. And I think that's the part where people don't realize, oh, it's, it's, that's now it's like very, very calorie dense. Some of it's good. Some of it you can definitely go without. And, uh, you know, coffee, is it good or bad? Actually, coffee's good. Too much coffee, not good. Add sugar, real bad. Add sugar and, and cream. Now you, now it's not coffee. It's like, it's a pile of shit, right? So it's, it's very simple. Yeah. And it's important because it's not that you can't ever, you can't ever have the chicken parm. Like I love chicken parm, but I love it. Oh God. It's so I good. I love it so much. You know what I like better? Eggplant Parmesan. Yeah. Dude. No, that's that, your Italian thing. I know. That's a kryptonite for me, man. Yeah. You get me fried eggplant, like with some breading on it. Oh, dude, oh it is good. That is good. Holy. So you take that and then Parmesan it. It's unbelievable. Mm. Anyways. So. <laughs> I know I'm like hungry now. Yeah, everyone's so, trying to get follow a nice diet here. I know, I know. Just ruining it. Farm. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a well-fed Italian boy. What do you want me to do? Yeah. So anyways, my point is you can't never have those things. It's like, but going into a blind without knowing. And this is what I was trying to explain with um, the young hockey players that I'm talking with. So this is again, grade fives up to grade twelves. I have them in different sections. So it's not, I'm not doing it exactly the same way when I talk to them, but I always try to relate it back to what they care about, which is their performance on the ice, right? And if you're mom and dad, maybe it's your performance at work. Maybe it's just feeling better in your day, you know? And if you don't know these things, then you're not going to be able to tell whether your decisions are helping or hurting, you know? And that's the big, that's the most important thing about nutrition stuff is, is just knowing so you can, you're making an informed choice. It's like, if I'm going to go for me personally, if I'm going to go have a bender on the weekend, I'm doing it intentionally. It's like, I'm going to enjoy this and not care about the fact that I'm going to feel like crap for three days after. I'm doing that on purpose because that I'm deeming that as worth it to me right now. Like that's my value judgment for this event that I have coming up or whatever. You know, like I love the the family gathering stuff is one of my favorite things in life. So my, parent, my parents are going to have Thanksgiving at their house and all my family is going to come over and I'm going to eat like a complete pig. And the next day I'm going to feel the pain. And that's fine with me, right? So it's not about never having. It's just about knowing so you can make the choice, right? So um, that's all I want to talk about with that. Uh, last one I want, to, I want to talk about a little bit is uh, macro micronutrients and then calories before we get on to some, some other things. So uh, for calorie, this is another one of those words where people don't even know what it means. 
sometimes I've, I find uh, people categorize it with like macros and micros, like macronutrient, micronutrient, and they think calories in there, but it's not. So calories is just a unit of measurement. So it's just measuring the amount of energy you can get out of food. So for everything that you eat, there's a certain amount of energy after you digest it that your body's going to be able to use. How much energy is that? Those are calories. Okay. So um, when we talk in terms of the caloric content of food, one thing that you want to keep in mind is like how much, how many calories am I getting for the volume of food that I'm eating, right? So typically, if we talk about whole foods, that stuff is going to be a lot more volume for the same amount of calories as opposed to something that's a lot more processed, where it'd be like, like if we use ice cream as example, as an example, or peanut butter as an example, right? If you have a tablespoon of peanut butter, it's like 100 calories, right? You could have almost almost a piece of full piece of chicken, a half chicken breast for 100 calories, right? So that's, that's one thing to be aware of. And then macronutrients are things that we need. Everyone knows what macro means, or a lot of people know what macro means in big. And a lot of right? people don't. Yeah, and a lot oh, of people oh, don't. Oh, macro, yeah. People would, yeah, the word people macro. People would figure that out, but yeah. yeah. People have heard macro, micro, not yeah. in the context of food, but yeah. just micro people think of small, macro people, think they know that's big. So the context of nutrients, macronutrients are things we need a lot of, and micronutrients are things we need smaller amounts of. So uh macronutrients are just proteins carbs and fats those are the three macros and then micronutrients would be like all your vitamins and minerals so any of those things right all your vitamin b's vitamin c vitamin d all those things right yeah so those those are the the key terms i guess is kind of and those are important to know because now when you're looking at what you're eating you can make decisions about what is this giving me which is really important in the context of athletes in the context of performance but then even just for you, for you when you want to make sure that you're giving your kids balanced nutrition, right? To make sure they're eating healthy, using that healthy term, you need to give them what they need. You can't make the choice if you don't know what's in the food, man. You know, so it's an important thing to have a little bit of knowledge about, you know? So uh, the next thing that we talked about or that I want to go to is, is just talking about those uh, macronutrients. So that's protein, carbs, fats. Is there anything you want to add to that before I go into this? No. Uh, I know I'm no. I feel like I'm going kind of fast but No I, no I no it's good it's good you keep doing what you're doing here um okay. I think looking at that understanding what you have on your plate your macronutrients like it's it's it becomes fairly simple if you look at it right you have you need to eat protein basically every meal and you should have especially as an athlete some carbohydrates and some fat mixed in there mm -hmm. so easy way to look at it like I the way I did it and I took nutrition courses is you know, fill your plate up with like, fill your plate up with uh, like a nice chunk of uh, protein, and then you can't have really too many vegetables. So that's just like good and healthy for you, mm. and it gives you all your minerals and all that kind of stuff, and your uh, your phytonutrients and stuff. So it's like it's good to have. Like, you don't want to take like a potato is a carbohydrate, mm. a French fry is also a carbohydrate, but like that, keeping it whole is a, is a lot better too, right? Yep. So anyways, you keep going. You're doing good, bud. So I want to talk about those things now, protein, carbs, fats. Okay. The analogy that I give when I start talking about these things, because these are, again, words kids have heard, protein, carbohydrates, fat. Um, for protein, the analogy I gave them the other day, which I thought was kind of good, is uh, if you've ever seen a house being built, right, before it's done, the first thing they do, they dig the hole, whatever, then they do foundation and the frame right? So they'll do the foundation, then they have the wood frame. That's your protein. So protein is the framework of everything because it's not just muscles that it's for. It's actually for everything. So protein builds everything that makes you you. 
Yeah. So uh, what does it mean? First, I think. First priority. Yeah. Right. So that's where it's, that word comes Latin, from. I think yeah. Latin or Greek for first yeah. priority. That's the that's the actual translation of it. So uh, to your point, every meal we should be having protein. Now, the things that um, the things that make up proteins are amino acids. That's another term that people have heard sometimes. Amino acids, and those are just chains of organic things normally it's like carbon chains of molecules to get a little sciency on you those things are going to build the proteins now it's important that we, that part even though it's a little sciency is important because the reason we have to eat certain foods is to get those amino acids so we can build the proteins that's the whole point right so we talked we talked the other day with uh, the kids about different protein sources and normally protein sources are going to come from animals and there's some that you can get from plants right yeah one 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 thing that i read in a long time ago in charles poliquin book who's a major uh one of the best trainers in the world he explained protein real easily it was uh if if it doesn't if it, if it walks runs flies or swims it's a protein if it's not it's not or it comes from a pair of eyeballs mm-hmm. somehow that's yeah. a protein so those that is, and that's the when we talk about protein quality we do. I gave this example the other day. We were talking about plant versus animal source of protein because uh, animal source of protein, to, which is more what you're saying, this would be uh, things that are going to be complete proteins, which means that gives us the amino acids that we don't get naturally. So our body can make a lot of them. There's nine of them that we can't make. We have to get it from food. When we eat animal sources, those would be complete proteins, meaning they have all nine of those amino acids in them. So that's a little bit important to know. I know it's a little technical, but that's important for people to know because when you're gauging whether or not something is quality protein, because people say that sometimes you want to get quality protein, that is what that is referring to. It's complete proteins, which is giving you what you need, right? Giving those those essential amino acids that you need. Now, the problem with pl- a lot of plant source of protein is it can cause digestive problems. I'm going to call, I'm going to talk about digestion stuff later, but at the at the end of the day, what I was saying to them is which which is better? Is it better to have animal sources or is it better to have plant sources? And I said on average, if you're looking for quality, animal sources are going to be better. But sometimes that's not the only question, right? Sometimes it's like how do, how does that thing make you feel? For example, if you have pork, right? Pork for me doesn't digest great, right? If I have soy, that actually digests a lot better for me, right? If I have pea protein, that doesn't work well for me. If I have beef protein, that works great for me. So it's not the only consideration that you're going to make is the quality of protein, even though it should be pretty high on the list. So that's what's important about protein. So um, there's four calories per gram of protein that you're um, going to get. So out of every gram you eat, you're getting four calories. That's, again, that measurement of energy. And then the rule of thumb that I give people is one gram per pound of body weight. You're trying to eat every day. Most kids that I train as they're older, I give them more than that. But if you've never paid attention to protein, then you're probably going to have a hard time eating enough of it. So again, to your point, every meal, one question you can ask yourself, which is a challenge I gave to the the kids that I was teaching is, can you identify the protein source on your plate when you eat every meal? If you can't, that's an issue, right? And maybe it's there and you don't know what it is, but you should be able to know what it is. And if it's not there, that's also a problem, right? So we talked about that. And and then we could talk about like different types of animal protein, whatever, but um, I think people kind of get the gist of what I'm saying on that one. Uh, Any questions about that part? Is all that clear, what I said? I'm going to go to carbs. Yeah. Okay. Uh, when we talk about carbohydrates, actually, maybe just go back for yeah, two go. seconds. Maybe not. Um, my the big thing for me always is why. So I'm acting like a dummy now. Why do I need protein so badly? Great question. As a hockey player. Great question. As a person. Yeah. So not only 
Peter, what something you mentioned earlier was protein is what gives you muscles, right? So if we get more specific, yeah, more specific about that, not only does it, it, does it build, but it will also repair, right? So especially as an athlete, when you're, when you're tearing yourself down every day, like you, a lot of times people think the workout that you do or the skate that you do is where you get better, right? But it actually makes you worse. So that's foundation you're breaking down. Yeah. Right. So if I, if I put you through a really hard workout and it takes an hour, if as soon as that workout is done, I say, okay, go do that same workout again. Are you going to be better or worse? You're going to be worse, right? Your muscles might be sore. You're going to be tired. You're going to be fatigued. You might be dehydrated, whatever. So where the protein comes in is all that, that tearing that we've done, all the tearing down that we've done during that workout by eating, all of that protein is going to come in and help replenish what you've lost and then build it up further, right? So that's how that works. So everything that breaks down, you need protein to build back up. If you're protein deficient, you're really working against yourself. Because your protein, your body will pull protein from wherever it can find it because it needs it. So a lot of times kids, for example, you might say, well, my kid never paid attention to food ever. And all through puberty, he just got bigger and bigger and bigger. Yes, that, that, that is true. Yeah, that's called puberty. But are they getting as much out of it as they could have, right? Had they done some of these things? And that's kind of where that, that protein stuff comes in, right? Um, so carbs, this is, this is a, an important one because... There's, carbs kind of get a bad rap, especially with parents, especially with parents, because um, they've kind of been like media demonized quite a bit. Yeah. Since well, and they're looking at it from a different lens. If you're an adult, yes. if you're an adult that's not overly active, mm. carbs are probably not your friend. Yeah, you don't need as much. But right? if you're blowing through 2,500, 3,000, 4,000 calories a day physically as a kid and a hockey player or mm. working out, then you need that source. Right. So carbohydrates, the same, same thing that um, I did with them when I asked them, what is a carbohydrate? What do, we, what do we know about this? They know nothing. We break the word down. So the two things you can pull out of the word carbohydrate is carbo, which is a lot like the word carbon, and then hydrate, which everyone thinks associates with water, right? And that's exactly what it is. None of these sugar molecules that you get will be chains of carbon. So that's the first half. And then they always come attached with water. So I, I gave them the example talking in the context of weight loss where people want to cut carbs because they think it's going to help them lose weight. And it helps you lose scale weight. But for every gram of carb that you eat, it comes with three or four grams of water on top of that. So as soon as you stop eating that or you cut it down a bit, not only are you, you're not just losing fat off your body, you're shedding a lot of that water that was attached to some of those uh, grams of carbohydrates floating around your body, some of those sugar molecules, right? So that's why a lot of times you can feel super bloated if you eat a lot of carbs because it's going to soak up a lot of a lot of water. All that can contribute to that. So that's what where a lot of people don't really necessarily understand that if you stop eating carbs, you're just flushing a lot of water is what you're doing, right? Because in one in a pound, for you to lose a pound, that's 3,500 calories you need to burn. So sometimes I gave kids the example too of if they weigh themselves in the morning and then they weigh themselves again before they go to bed. I remember doing this when I was a teenager. It's like sometimes I'd be up like eight pounds, nine pounds. It's like, did I gain nine pounds over 24 hours? It's like, no, I didn't. Because I would have had to eat 3,500 times eight, nine, 10 pounds, whatever it was. Yeah. in that day like i didn't eat and do nothing yeah i didn't eat thirty-five thousand calories that day right so a lot of that is just water or volume of food those are things that make you go up in scale weight right so anyways uh carbs it's the main source of energy it's always going to prefer that that's what it's going to go to because 
sugar is the easiest molecule to break down. It's the easiest thing for your body to break down. So it's going to always preferentially go to that. That's not just your muscles. That's your brain. That's everything goes to that preferentially, right? So if you don't eat that or your kids don't get enough of that, then when they have to go perform, they're going to run into an issue. So the, the other analogy that I used for in terms of their performance is when you're going to play your sports, your muscles are what's doing the work. If you think of your muscle like a balloon, eating carbs is what inflates the balloon. If you don't eat carbs, that balloon's going to be deflated. So there's not a lot that can be done if you don't have that. They call, it turns into glycogen. That's the word. If you don't have that store filled up, or you can think of it even like a fuel tank, right? If that fuel tank's not filled up, then you're not going to be able to perform when you need to. And that's where it comes from. It comes from carbohydrates. So it's really, really important that you're able, uh, that you get all of that, right? The next conversation that we had was about complex versus simple carbs. And this was another one that I took for granted. Like I think some kids, uh, I thought that a lot of kids would have known or heard of no, what this is chance. and they haven't. A lot even, of adults even, would... even the high school stuff, yeah. right? Exactly. So uh, simple carbs is just uh, things that are very close to just sugar, basically, right? So we're normally talking about one or two sugar molecules together. That would be it. Any more than that, you start talking about complex carbohydrates. And just like the word suggests, when you're talking about co something that's complex, that means it comes with a lot of things, right? So the more complex the carbohydrate, the more you're going to be getting other nutrients, other things, right? A potato is a good example of that because it's a complex carbohydrate. It comes with a lot of different sugars, but it comes with a lot more nutrients. It can come with some fiber. It can come with starch. It comes with a a lot of different things. Whereas if you have a strawberry or a, a piece of fruit, the only molecule you're getting in there is probably fructose, maybe a little bit of glucose, and then there'll be some nutrients in that as well, right? If you get down to like a Gatorade, it's basically just liquid sugar, right? So that's kind of your progression from simple sugar all the way up to complex, right? Then we talk about um, carb sources. It can be starchy carbs. So this would be like your rices, pastas, breads, potatoes, then there's non-starchy carbs, which is vegetables, which people don't think of necessarily as carbs sometimes, right? So this is any vegetable. All of them would fall into the category of carbohydrates. Fruits is another one, right? So these are things that are going to be the fuel that your body needs um, for whatever you're doing. So for uh, carbs, it's going to be four calories per gram, just like protein. But then don't forget, it comes with that water, right? So this is why you have to be aware of how much you're eating, especially going into a game or whatever. Because if you don't have enough time to digest that and get through that, you can feel super bloated or whatever. But that is your primary fuel source going into that. Makes sense? Questions on that? I don't. Nope. And then the last one. Last I'd one's... ask anyone else, but there's no one else here. Yeah, I so. know. <laughs> last one is, is uh, fats. So for And dietary fat is different than the fat on your body, which it's kind of unfortunate that they use the same word for them. But the fat that's on your body is not equal to fat that you eat at all. Um and your body's going to burn that after burning carbohydrates. Then it would go to burning fats. That's kind of what happens. So your body wants to go carbs first. In the absence of carbs, it'll start using fats. So uh, the reason for that is because fat is a lot more dense of a molecule. So as I just said with carbs, you get four calories per gram. Out of fats, you get nine calories per gram. So to get that nine calories out of each gram of fat, it takes more work, right? Your body has to do more work to digest it. So it's going to be picking that after it picks whatever the carbohydrates are that you're eating, right? Um, so those are obviously going to digest slower, like I said, because there's nine calories per gram. So all of that is to say between the protein, carbs, and fats, this was the analogy that I gave to the kids. 
if you think of if you go to a fire, how do you start a fire? You need a match or a light or a spark or something like that. But you need some kind of kindling or paper or small twigs, whatever. That's going to be your carbs in terms of your fuel source that you're going to burn. You start with that because it burns the quickest. It's easiest to get together, right? After that would be like the log that you put on the fire. That would be like your fats, right? Burns a lot slower. You can still burn it. And then what about protein? Your body can still use protein. But burning protein would be like taking a piece of metal and throwing that on the fire. It will still burn it. It will take a lot longer and it takes a lot more work. It takes a lot more heat to break down a piece of metal on the fire than it does a piece of wood. And that would be your protein, basically. So in terms of order of importance, that's kind of the analogy of how your body's going to burn things, right? It's going to use, if you use that fire analogy, it's going to be the kindling stuff, the small twigs, the paper, that's the carbohydrates. Then you're going up to like the bigger pieces of wood, that would be your fats. And then bigger than that would be um, your protein which you never really want to be burning protein, which is why you want to make sure you have enough of the other stuff, right? Um, last, last thing I kind of want to, want to touch on is um, digestion because people don't really talk about this a lot. And I think this is super important when it comes to just performance in general and choices that you make because digestion can ruin you. So if you've ever had like Thanksgiving dinner where you're having like a food baby, and you're sitting on the couch after and you're just like, oh my God, like this is the worst ever. You might be super hot. Right? You might have some distress for the next few days, whether it could be like acid reflex, you could be gassy, you could be burping, you could be whatever issues you're having. Um, that all has to do with the topic of digestion, with which people don't really talk about. And this is where we get into the conversation of being informed about what you're eating and being attuned to what and how it makes you feel. You know, there's some things that you eat where after you eat it, just mentally, you could just be in a fog for the rest of the day. There's some things where you eat it and you can feel super bloated. Like you gave the example with the shitty salad, right? Where it's like, this is supposed to be healthy. Why do I feel shit? Why, why am I bloated? Whatever. Um, and that all comes down to how you digest certain things. And it can be very, very different um, individually. So for me, for example, I'm Italian. I'm like full Italian. My parents, 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 parents are all from Italy and surrounding region. My body just genetically is built to handle certain nutrients better than others, to, to handle certain food sources better than others. I had a, a kid in the one class that's from New Zealand. I'm like, this kid's got a totally different lineage than I do. His body is, del- is built much differently than mine is when it comes to handling different types of food, right? So being aware of how things that you consume make you feel is, I think, super, super important because that can lead into your games. And this was a huge mistake that I made when I played is I would go into my game sometimes just feeling like from a digestive perspective, like not ready to play at all, you know? And that's, you don't want energy going towards that when you have to go perform. And that goes for, for, for anyone, for parents as well. Like when you eat things, how does it make you feel? Like that is an important question to ask. It's not how does it make you feel in the mouth in the second that you eat it. It's how does it make you feel an hour later? How does it make you feel two hours later? Are you lethargic? Do you feel like you need to nap? Are you brain foggy? Are you cranky? Are you tired? Are you having some kind of bowel problem? Like this is, these are the kinds of questions you actually have to ask yourself when it comes to nutrition. And that is where you can start to, with your kids at least, you can start to teach them some of these things because now you're going to be aware of these things. And if you've never heard this before, you've never paid any attention to this, like start, man, start paying attention to it just right now. Because there's a lot of things you can change with, with how you eat that don't have to be crazy. It's just that you don't even know what to look for. And maybe if you know what to look for a little bit now, maybe you can make some, some better choices, right? 
so that's kind of my my spiel with with all that i know i was yapping there for for a long time but um all these things right up to the digestion part can be big factors for how um how you're going to feel how you're going to perform and what you end up learning later on as you continue to grow as a human and integrate some of these things nutrition protocols recovery protocols training protocols all these things play a part in your ability to go on and, and feel good and perform well you know so it's important that you are paying attention to some of this stuff um i got like three things i want to i want to finish on and then i don't know if you have anything you want to add before i do that uh add I'll just I'll just do an interjection. There you go. If that's the word. Yeah. Is uh one of the one of the big things like and this isn't how to take care of your family, but although maybe it could be, is when I took uh, my nutrition course, the first thing they asked was, "How do you? What do you think about food? And how do you think about and why do you eat it?" And I was like, "What are you like? Is it the course I'm taking? A psychological course?" But actually, that it's actually what it is. And one of the things that if people paid attention to what they eat, why they eat, how they feel when they eat, you would actually make different decisions because what you're doing is you're detaching yourself because because eating many, many times, like you said, mouth pleasure is a uh, emotional decision or a stress decision or a boredom decision. So not that you do this every single time, but if you are aware, just try this on yourself one day. And when you're sitting around, you say, oh, I'm going to go grab something to eat. Just pause and say, why am I getting something to eat? Or pay attention to when you do it. And then if you ask yourself, well, I'm just bored or I don't know, because you're probably not necessarily hungry, then you you actually can detach yourself and look and say, okay, I'm not, I'm eating because uh, I'm sad. Like maybe you're sad or you're just emotional or you're bored. If you can recognize that, maybe it could stop you from going to that the fridge at that one time or making a bad decision. Or when when you're sitting at night, you know, like for me, if I sit at home, like if I come home early and if I throw a TV on and I sit there, it doesn't take long before I want to start creeping to the fridge or to the cupboards and start looking because it's just an act of boredom and something to do with habits. Of course, I'm aware of it. And it doesn't mean I stop myself, but I'm aware of it. And I think if people just actually start to see it, oh, I like, why do I have a coffee first thing in the morning? Why? I ask that question every day and I'm not going to give it up. I like it. But why do I need it? Not even close. Not even close, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, so, absolutely. That, yeah. That's a good just point. Be, just being aware of things. And that's the thing is like most of the time when you eat, and, and that's players too, like after, uh, before a game, right? You, like why did they stop it? Like we talked earlier, Tim Hortons to get a crap drink. It's just a habit. They ask, is this helping me, hurting me? Or, you know, why am I doing it? The answer would be, oh, I don't know, right? You don't need that. There's other things that you should be drinking or having that would be actually more beneficial. So like, mindful eating very important yeah and it takes a a certain kind of brain like it's all it's all this stuff that we talk about even just with like related to hockey it's like you have to ask questions man you have to want to know why you know so uh wrapping up for me i got i got uh three things i want to finish up on as kind of takeaways yeah the first because i I put a lot of information into this and i don't i'm not i don't want to overwhelm the the listener i was trying to be like not super in-depth on it but Hopefully there's enough there where if you have follow-up questions, whatever you you can ask. So uh, first, the whole point of this episode is just to kind of understand how your body uses fuel. That's kind of the most important takeaway from this. And I'm hoping that understanding like some of these words, some of the terminology will help you to do that. 
the second thing as just the takeaway is to focus on protein first, because like I said, that's the foundation, right? Back to that house analogy where it's the foundation and the frame of the house that's not built yet. If you're not, if you don't have that, then everything that's on top of that is going to be weak, right? And then the last one is that digestion question, because I think that's an untapped area that people don't really think about a lot is how does what I'm eating make me feel? from a digestive perspective, that's a really important question to know because that can inform your choices a little bit better. And if you value not having the mouth pleasure as number one, then I think that is going to put you on the right path to start to think of, of food appropriately in the context of performing well, right? Because if, if your go-to is always maximum taste good, then that cannot also be in align with maximum feel good. There's too much contradiction. It can it can taste, it can still taste really good to eat what we would say healthy is. It can still taste really good or eating for maximum performance. But there's a reason why like combining carbs and fats together tastes amazing. You know, so you can't, I can turn any dessert you want into a protein dessert. It's just not as good. It's just not no, as good, absolutely not. right? It can scratch the itch, but it's just not as good. So if that's what you value, how does this feel in my mouth right now? then you're going to be running into some issues because that can't necessarily align with how does this make me feel? How does this make me perform? Right? So those are my, those are my three takeaways, right? So understand how your body's using the fuel. So I've explained the fuel types to you guys, protein, carbs, and fats, right? Second one is focusing on protein because protein is going to be your foundation for everything. And then when it comes to your carbs, fats, and protein, how are you digesting that stuff? How does that stuff make you feel? Those are my, those are my kind of three uh, big hitters to take away from this episode. So hopefully that kind of uh, that stuff kind of makes sense. Like I said, I know I kind of buzzed through that quick, but, um, and I put try to put a lot into that, but hopefully it gives a, a good foundation for that kind of stuff. So anything you want to say, or you want to yeah, just finish a, just up a on? Okay. Like, I'm going to add, like you've been yapping all day. I'm sick of yeah, hearing. I know. No, Jesus no, it was Christ. good. You did a very good job there. Like, I loved it. <laughs> it's good. It's always nice to, to go over things too. Right. Because, uh, it's good to have, like you're very dialed in in your nutrition and I kind of am. Um, but it's, it's, it's so good. Like you got a good, um, good grasp on this obviously you're good with the Thanks, kids dude no but you're really good with the kids with this stuff like they they it's really interesting to watch when the kids you know like this is why this you know school could be so so awesome if it's presented the right way i was literally just thinking this today you know right? what i mean yeah watching it's these like kids if you today. present it like and you interact and you, you tell them the why it could be so awesome and then you know anyways you did a great job i love it um one of the things that rebuttals is if you haven't ever really eaten healthy, the first thing people say is like healthy, gross, healthy, plain, healthy. Eh. But when you actually, for the most part, let's say 80% of the time, eat healthy, meaning the way we've talked, not nothing crazy um, and not worried about like not trying to fill your face and all that stuff. When you actually get a grasp on it, eating the processed eating the the way you know like without thinking and eating the shit actually doesn't taste good at all like i don't enjoy i, I no i shouldn't say that i prefer to eat healthy i prefer to have a nice salad with chicken or veggies with meat and, and that's what i prefer but it you, feels you value better. it more than the other no, i find it tastes better okay i cool. find it actually tastes better yeah. i find like because if if i you know you Wolf down a burger. Yeah, it's good. Like you have a good burger and stuff. Like I obviously it's good. Yeah. But I don't feel as good. So so you have like the the taste and the feel are so locked together for 100%. you now that it's just not worth the other thing. Right. 
I, yeah, I, totally I just, get I that. like eating, but I enjoy, I prefer, except for like when you're going to just let you, let's go have a couple beers and a burger or whatever, a pizza and a burger. It's an event. Okay. But any other time, I just want like going out for breakfast used to be going to a restaurant, having a nice breakfast brought to you and stuff like that. I used to like it. Now it's like, well, for a long time, it's like, but that, those potatoes and all the shit that come with it, it's like, it, I don't feel yeah, good. It I throws like, my I, day I, off. Yeah. Yeah. So for me, having, like, I make my own omelets every single morning, like when I, and I bring them here, I, I do it up the way I want. It's the right amount. I feel great and I function and I'm never full. And it's like, I just feel better. So I would say like, before you judge eating healthy, which sounds ridiculous. Put some time into it. When you have a crunchy salad or, you know, eating crunchy vegetables and stuff like that and chewing a, a piece of fruit, it's, it's, you're going to feel better. So, and you, you're probably going to enjoy it. One of the things that um, um, the kids might be on board, but the parents could make excuses, right? Is like, my mom doesn't cook well. She just doesn't cook well. Or my dad doesn't know how to cook. And, or, or the mom or dad could say, it's just, we just don't have the time to cook or whatever. It's like, just try. Because, it, but I'm saying this very honestly, like when I get up in the morning to make my breakfast and my lunch, like you do it too. It's like, I, it's bang, bang, bang. Like I eat healthy all day and it doesn't take any time or it does on a Sunday when my wife and I are home, we cook, you know, we make a whole bunch of chicken, a whole bunch of this, a whole bunch of that. And then we just grab and go every day. It's, it's not that hard. And now if you don't have um, a real knack for cooking, honestly, I don't know. It, it, it's, it, try it. <laughs> like throw the barbecue on and and throw a piece of chicken on. If you taste the chicken and it, it has zero flavor, I get that. So what can you do? Like, you know, you you, you can marinate it in a uh, in in spices and like maybe a little olive oil or or some kind of healthier sauce. Fire it on the grill and it it'll taste good and you you you'll get good at it very quickly. Yeah, sorry, I want to just yeah, interject ahead. because this is, again, where it comes down to what are we valuing, right? Because if you're trying to prepare a meal to be like the top dish at the keg, it's like you're not going to be able to do that without a lot of time, a lot of effort, a lot of whatever. Cooking simply can still taste really good and it doesn't have to be that. Is it going to be like if you make a steak at home, is it going to be as good as the one from the keg? Probably not. Well, you're not, it's not drenching it in butter. Yeah, right? But you're not doing it the same way because we have a different goal now. We have a different goal, right? So you don't have to be like, I need, if, for me to cook, it has to be as good as the restaurant I had on the weekend. It's like, that can't be what the goal is, right? So I, I just want to throw that out there because I think that's another mental frame. It's like, I need to make these complex things that are really fancy, whatever. It's like, you don't have to do that, yeah. right? And, and so even if you're a shit cook, this is something that I learned. Like if I, if I, if, if there's like a meat that I don't like, I don't like the way it turned out or something like that. You take the meat, chop it into small pieces, throw it in a freaking bowl of rice with some vegetables. And you'll never know the difference. Right. I mean, there's a lot of ways to hide it. Like my wife started doing this years ago. If, uh, and, and, and this is like extreme, but she likes making, she likes pleasing people with food. Right. So she, when we, when we, whenever she makes rice, most of the time she cooks it in a broth instead of water. And again, the, in the rice tastes great. Tastes great. Oh, so, yeah. you know, little things like that. There's little tricks. Air fryers, yeah. unbelievable way to cook food. You can't screw it up, guys. Yeah. So, and it's all on the internet, man. Look yeah. something up. Yeah. No, it's it's really good. So, uh, do I have a little yeah, bit of no okay, So, no I'm just adding to some of your yeah, stuff. Yeah, good, good. Um, 
there's pressure from players. Friends always go to McDonald's, Tim Hortons for all that stuff, and I just feel like I can't. Um, you know, the, and, and pressure is real. Pressure is real, right? If we go out for lunch and everyone's having a, like as adults, as everyone's having beer or going out for dinner and you have beer, it's like, uh, I'm going to just have water. So you make a decision, right? And, and, you, and you live by it. But um, if you can walk out of the door the best prepared that you can, um, you're going to be in better shape. So like as a, as a hockey player, maybe it's you make your um, breakfast sandwich at home. That way you don't have to go eat something else. You can make uh, a, a coffee or you can make the iced coffee at home or you can actually buy iced coffees now. Um, and, then, and then also, or, or do one or the other. Don't have both. Like, so like just try to improve it a little bit, right? You can do that. So like pressure is, for, is real. And, you, and and manage it. That's not, it's easy to say. Um, so you might feel like you're missing out. Um, okay, that's another one that I put there. Um, what if I have cravings? Ah, that's a great question. What if question. I have cravings? Like, how do I avoid that when I'm trying to eat well as a family? Yeah, you want me to answer that? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, so, well, for me, the first thing to know about cravings, number one, is that if you crave things, that means that almost 100% sure that you're deficient in something in your diet normally, right? So if you have a, a lot of people say this, I have a real sweet tooth or like I have a real, I mean, I'm not saying no one ever has a sweet tooth, but I'm saying more times than not, it's that you're deficient in something. Normally it's protein. So that's the first thing just to know about cravings in general. It's like, oh, I crave this. I crave this. If you're having a lot of cravings for things, particularly like sweet junky things, right? Not even sweet. It could be sweet or salty, whatever. Just like you're craving crap a lot of times that comes down to you're deficient in something, right? Now, if you don't want to fix that, and you, now the question is just like, I have cravings, or you do fix it, and I still just have cravings, what do I do? To me, there's two options. One is you have a set time where that's acceptable, like you build it into your lifestyle, right? Whether it's like a sat, like my parents do this thing, and they're by no means like the nutrition gurus, but they, they try to eat pretty healthy, they try to eat pretty clean, they don't keep crap in the house. And then if they have a, a Saturday night or they're a, a Friday night when my dad's done work or my mom's done work, they come home and they're like, want to go get something? Let's go get something. They go get something and they enjoy it. There's a time for them, right? That's one. The second thing that you could do is this, again, these are just my opinions before you answer is um, just making upgraded choices with what you're, with the craving, right? So instead of, instead of having like, like I said, if I, I could remake any dessert to be like a protein dessert, right? Is it as good as the one that's horrible for you? No. But if the cravings are a problem where it's like you're doing it frequently, then you can just start to upgrade some of those things. So instead of like the brownies all the time, figure out how to make protein brownies, right? Instead of having the bag of chips all the time, there's veggie chips that you can get that, are t that taste really good. They don't have to taste like crap. You know, and you can make little upgrades, right? Instead of going to buy whatever the chocolate bar is, find a protein bar that you like. Like these are things that ways you can upgrade choices. Make protein pancakes, man. I'm the pancake man. I love pancakes. So sometimes we'll make protein pancakes because that's just a better choice than me going out and having a f stack of 15 from the diner around the corner, right? So those are my kind of my two rebuttals to that. Those are my two ways that I would think about it. Yeah, I don't know the answer. I, my, my answer is, my answer is you say it's deficiency. I would say, yeah. I would also say that it's habit mindset. Because um, I, I know for me, when I get bored, or the other thing is, I've said this a million times, 
if I go sit somewhere and there's a table full of oh, like, yeah, snack too, stuff, man. just pick. I, I'm done. Yeah. I am done. Unless I step away and do something else, <laughs> I will eat. <laughs> and it's like, I don't even want it. Dude, I I'm just, not bragging. <laughs> I know. I know. If it's in the house too, if yeah. it's reachable, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I guarantee you I will find it or else I'll be sitting there, you know, scratching my eyes out like, okay, don't, 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 don't. And then I fight it or I'll, I'll suck water back. But, but it's like, if it, if I know it's around and if it's in front of me, I'm going, I'm, I, it's, there is no chance. We were after, after a game the other night in Guelph, um, the, the boys had to go upstairs and sign some stuff for people. And, and one of the dads, well, a couple of dads, they were, cause they were emptying out the rink and they gave up everybody like, uh, McFadden, he listens to this by the way. He, he was standing there with a pizza. He bought eight hot dogs. He goes, Hey, do you want what they're giving them away? So I'm like, No, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> it's there. You know, I could have walked away. Man. Yeah. So so it's it's a really tough thing. But like for me it's a it's mindset is a big thing. Why am I doing it? Why am I doing it? And and it doesn't mean you're gonna win. But I think being aware really, 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 really helps. Um, so that and then the last thing I wanted to say. I, did, I don't know if I had a solution to that, but I was just pointing it out. The last thing I wanted to say is, um, and I think people say it without validating it, and it could be true. It could be true, but it's a, it's an expense I'm willing to go with. Is people say that whole food or like healthy food is more expensive than packaged, processed, uh, craft dinner, and yeah, obviously. And and my argument would be, you know, and I'm not saying. I'm not saying you spend the money on it anyways or, you know, because that's just uh, um, some people have a really hard time managing it. But again, um, if you have a car, you don't, you know, you have to put fuel in the car for it to run properly. You have to change the oil. You have to do the right things. And your body is the most important thing. And we say that, but I don't know how many people actually live that, right? And and, and I'm not judging. That's It is what it is. Um, it's an expense for me, if it is more expensive, like I'm not, ta- I'm not saying you have to go out and eat. Um, you got to go to Whole Foods itself and get the organic this and organic that. It, I'm not saying that because I don't even know if that's true, right? Like the, the, you know. But what I'm saying is, is if like you can, you can, you can take a couple pounds of hamburger and go a long way. You know, it's real food, and you and you can and 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 vegetables and stuff like that. It can go a long way. Potatoes. It's not not rice. It's not expensive. Um, to, in my opinion, uh, for the benefits that you get out of it. Well, two, my two rebuttals on that front is, number one, well, first thing, eating cleaner like that makes you fuller for longer. Like, you need less food, number one. But put that aside. Number two, like, the, the thing that you can you can gauge for yourself is, like, like what do you value spending money on? That's kind of, like, a, just a philosophical question. Because maybe, maybe you could afford to, if you didn't do like some other things, which that's up to you. That's your, your choice. That's your life. You do you. But that's a question to ask. Now, if you can afford to maybe say, okay, well, instead of that, I'd rather do this. That was one thing that I, I changed for myself because going through university, I had a very different financial situation than I do now. So I had to make certain concessions because I just didn't have the money to do it. But I always valued food. Like that was one thing that I was not willing to spend on. Now for me, I'm not buying grass-fed, grass-finished. I don't do that, right? So you don't have to go like the crazy opposite end of the spectrum where, you, like I said, you or like you said, you buy everything organic and all this. You don't have to do that. But maybe it could be just a value thing. What do you value spending money on? If you say, I do really value this, but I just can't afford it, then I go back to my upgrade choices, right? If you go to the frozen food section and you're always buying pierogies, 
Well, maybe you start buying the frozen chicken instead, right? Price is the same, right? Price is the same, better choice, you know, or similar, whatever, right? So you can always go to that, like work within your means. Like no one is saying- Eggs aren't that exp- uh, expensive. But, even, Lots but, of but, this, but this is what I'm saying. Like you, you can just make a choice that's a little bit better. So if you buy a certain kind of yogurt, for example, and it's like low protein, high sugar type yogurt, go buy the Greek yogurt. Higher protein, same price. Uh, they're written right next to each other, right? The ones that you can buy. So if you buy plain yogurt, it's less expensive than flavored yogurt. And you can add your own flavor stuff to it. You know what I mean? So there's upgraded choices you can make. Because, yeah, you want to be sensitive to, to people. If you can't afford to shop on the outside of the grocery store and you have to go through the aisles to get snacks and stuff, it's hard to make. You got school lunches you got to make. You got all five this kids. kind of stuff. Five kids. Yeah, whatever. I get it. Right? And that I was that was... And, and I do have some perspective on that because there's four kids in my house, right? My dad was the only one that worked and it was, there's four kids. Well, my mom ran the business with my dad, so I shouldn't say that. She kind of didn't. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 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 right. so, so just work within what you got. But if you got to make an upgraded choice, then, then that, that's the way that I would default to it if you're stuck, right? Because you can always do something a little bit better than you're doing it. So um, the last thing just for me, then I can stop speaking. Um, the meal planning thing is, is huge doing things in advance so you have things ready and then the the leave off here is right along the lines of what you were saying is it's not about being perfect it's not about um never having a bad thing it's not about only buying the things that i just said it's not about any of that it's about it's about knowing the difference it's about knowing what decision you're making that's what it's about because you can pick now now i can pick i want to eat the ice cream i want to eat the brownies I want my I'm, I want to let my kids have this. I want to let them have the birthday cake. I want to let them enjoy themselves at this thing. You can now make a decision, right? Whereas if you when you have a lack of knowledge, you don't even know what decision you're making, right? Because maybe just learning this stuff today, you would have made these choices had you known this stuff. And now that you know this stuff, you can make better decisions, right? But if you hadn't known it before today, then you're making poor decisions without even knowing what you're doing, you know? So that's the, that's the biggest takeaway for me. I think for today is just, it's about knowing what you're doing, like knowing the decision that you're making and not just being blind when it comes to something as consequential as how you're eating. Right. Cause it can affect everything from just your mental state. It's not just your physical state. It can affect everything, you know? So I think that's the, that's kind of my leave off for that. Right. Um, do you have anything else you want to say? No, I, I think, uh, I think we're good. I think we're good. Cool. I, mean, we, I could go on forever about food. And oh, stuff. yeah, for sure. Me too. And, you uh, can tell I'll get all fired up talking about oh, it. Yeah, you love, oh, yeah. I, I love it, it, man. It's great. It's in, But it's interesting, you know, like you, you, you go through life and, you, you know, like I was a kid. As a kid, you just ate what was in front of you and you never thought of it. Like you did. I didn't think. Peanut butter. That's good for it. Is it? I don't know. Peanut, peanut butter sandwich. Like seems good. Um, you just go through life and you eat and then. You know, I heard nuts are healthy. So, you know, grab a couple of handfuls of nuts and, you know, you just, even as an adult, it's funny because it's like, like for me personally, I, I know my limitations, what I'm willing to do and what I'm willing not to do. Right. I shouldn't say not to do, but it, it, you know, there's a certain point of uh, like, for example, if I didn't go to hockey games, I probably wouldn't have as like that many beers but i have a couple almost every game i enjoy it you know if i go out like there's on weekends certain times i like having a couple beers it's just a thing that that's my social part and it's like but i but i limit it right 
Um, so that does that make me unhealthy? That's the question, right? That's what I was talking about, that all or nothing. And I used to really beat myself up for not being all, all the time. And then it's like, okay, you got to decide what, yeah, what what's, what's what, it worth what's to you. What's it right? worth to yeah. you. And then until, until you get a, maybe you go to the doctor and they say, hey, this is off. And you go, okay, well, then, then you might value something else. So now as a hockey player or a family trying to build a hockey player, like the nutrition piece is huge. You know, when you, you get to the NHL, or junior, it's like your it's your performance. Like your the food makes a huge, huge difference. And if you're not putting good stuff in, your your performance actually will suffer. And you know, so try to learn. But it's 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 so interesting, man. You could and the the good thing about kids in the nutrition piece is they can get away with a lot more. Like with you know, you can you can get away with craft dinner for or in the states they call it mac and cheese. Um, you know, like a lot more often than you and I can, right? Because they're burning it off and stuff. But again, it comes down to the nutrients. There's nothing in there that's going to be quality. It's just calories. Yeah. Right. right. So anyways, I'm done. I'm no, done. that's good, man. I'm that's done. good. Uh, I appreciate all you guys listening to me app. I know I talked a lot today. So hopefully that was interesting, a little different flavor. Uh, as we always say, thank you for listening. Thanks for the support. Thanks to the members for making all this happen. And we'll see you guys next week.